Good morning. Uh, It's good to have you on this bright, sunny Memorial Day weekend. Isn't it great living in Pennsylvania? You never know when the weather's going to come. But, you know, it's a nice 48. Yeah. We needed rain. Absolutely. Uh, And as Gene always tells me, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. So we're glad that you're here, uh, and as we um, have a couple of announcements, um, the, altar, the flower on the altar is for Robert Michael Minear, who was born May 23rd, 9 pounds, 6 ounces, 21 inches long. <laughs> yeah, it, big baby, um, and uh, Carolyn is, is home now uh, from the hospital, so that's a good thing. Also, uh, we still have the meal train going for the horse family, so please uh, sign up. Um, You can either give me a call or Lisa to call if you don't understand how to do the meal train, uh, and we'll get that on. Also, cards for Janet McDonald. She had fallen, uh, what was it, a couple of weeks ago, Joanne, and so, um, and being in quarantine and everything, um, so please, if you... uh, I would just ask you to send some cards of best wishes and prayers. Um, you can find um, the address in, in the online bulletin, or if you need it, uh, give us a call this week, and we will surely give that to you. Um, Bob, how is softball going? Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. So... Um, Sometimes we're, we're really doing really well, and sometimes not so well. But what, what is the point of softball? Coming together, playing, and enjoying each other, right? Fellowship and fun. Fellowship and, fellowship and fun? Yes. Beating the, Beating the crap out of the other team. In a more godly way. Doing our best. Thank you. Uh, Jenny, if you could uh, sit by your husband and try to control him, thank you. Oh, well, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just asking, give us some help, because, you know, we never know what Mike is going to say. But it is a joy to see um, the, the, the team out there playing, and what always... Uh, what I always like 
is that after the game, whether they win or lose, Bob is always making sure that there is a prayer uh, after the game because that's, you know, sometimes we really get involved in games and it actually just comes down to a game and the whole honor and glory needs to go to God. Any other announcements that you have? No, I did not. So we do have. Um, um, yes, yeah. So the the paper in the back it's it's hot pink. You can't miss it. So what we'd like you to do, we're just going to make sure that the directory is up to date. Uh, take time to fill it out, phone number, email, and I know you've done this quite a bit, but we need to make sure that it's up to date. Uh, put your children's name in there, any other people who are living with you. Um, you know, one of the things, Jenny, that we might need to add there is, is birthdays. Yeah, we want contact information. Well, and also for the director, we, what we want to do is that have it available for you so that you can contact others. Okay, well, they're there, and when they, um, when they take, do they give them to you or give them to me? It says on there, fill it out, and August 15th. August 15th. So you have all of summer to do it. And it's not going to be fancy. It's just going to be the contact info. Nothing fancy. So I was thinking gold leaf, uh, some pictures, um, but yeah, we, we'll have that going. So um, she's, you're going to be working with Lisa. Uh, and uh, I do want to say, uh, as they are coming in, uh, hello, Chris Lair, the chaplain who has been overseas. Welcome back. Um, Chris, can I go ahead and say that you're going to be filling in for me June 13th? Thank you so much for letting me say that. You can sit back down. Uh, it is good to have Chris home. Um, and, and it is kind of a appropriate uh, on this uh, weekend uh, because... So I'm, I'm going to take this out of step. I'm going to do a, a, a little prayer uh, now for our men and women uh, in the military who did not come home. This is what Memorial Day is actually about. It is about the men and women who died in uniform. Uh, there are times uh, Armed Services Day, Armed Forces, is it Armed Services Day or Armed Forces Day that where we honored those men and women in uniform, Veterans Day, those who have hung up their uniforms, and then Memorial Day weekend is where we honor the men and women who died in uniform. And so we want to take that time because of their sacrifice, we actually live in a country that's free. And it reminds us of the greatest memorial, and that is to Jesus Christ who died to set all of us free from sin and death. So at this time, let us pray. Gracious Lord, we do honor you. And we praise you that we live in this country. And Lord, we thank you for the men and women of our armed services 
who shed their blood, their sacrifice, so that we may be free. Because of their sacrifice, we are free to come in and to worship you, to praise you. So Lord, I lift up the families whose son or daughter did not come home. I lift up the families where mom and dad died on the field. I pray for them that their sacrifice is not in vain because freedom is not free. It is something that is fought for. And Lord, we thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, who made the ultimate sacrifice for us. So Lord, we honor the men and women of our military who lost their lives. Lord, be with their families at this time as we remember their sacrifice and your sacrifice. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Our uh, call to worship, uh, if you would please stand, is from Psalm 100, verse four. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, go into his courts with praise, give thanks to him and praise him. His name. We have not sung this for a while. Um, Yes, our freedom is in Christ alone. He is our strength, our hope, and our song. So focus on the words to this. Just take them into your heart and let them be your testimony today. Thank you. 
Pentecost last week, and we just, I just think sometimes we just uh, need a brand new uh, filling of the Holy Spirit. So let's sing this today and ask him to fill us. seated. As we go to this time of prayer, um, I still um, wanted to, for us to be in prayer, that we do need nursery workers. (laughs) Thank you. That was perfect timing, that we do need nursery workers. Um, and volunteers to help. Uh, we're going to try to do eight uh, people, so everyone takes a, a turn. So uh, please let me know um, if you're willing to help. Uh, Amy, do you want to be contacted too? Okay, great. Thank you. 
Okay, yes. Kathy, Kathy Walker. Oh, yeah, that's right. Children. You, okay, yes. I'm sorry, I forgot. But yeah, I, I forgot your youth. So if call me or Kathy. Mainly Kathy. Any, I do have a praise. I am glad that Chris is here. Uh, you know, you. I'm just, I'm just very glad that you're, you're back, and that you're safe. And thank you for doing what you did for the men and women over there. So thank you, sir. And it's good to have you here. Any other prayer concerns or praises that you have? We have. Yes. Aaron? Please for, pl- pray for my friend Robert Kelly. Last baseball game, he hit his head super hard that it was the size of a baseball and he had to go to the ER. So please bl- pray, pray for Robert Kelly. Okay, we will pray for, for Robert and pray for, for healing uh, for that injury that he had on his head. Any other prayer concerns? Oh. He's right, uh, right there, <laughs> Tom. I'd offer a praise that Bill Dispro has returned safely from his mission trip to Alaska, and we're glad to have him back, and we thank him for his efforts. Oh, well, there's Bill. Oh, Bill. <laughs> Bill, I didn't see you there. I'm glad that you are, or, or <laughs> I'm glad you're back safely, and I'm, and thank you for your trip to Alaska and working. Uh, up there on behalf of, of God. I'll, I'll get there in just a minute, Amy. There's one over, two over here. Good. Okay, Donna, uh, other side. Prayers for my sister Deanne and her husband, Matt. God knows what's going on, and just prayers, please. Okay, we will pray for, for them. Uh, Adam, Adam, over. No, I know, I, I've got one there. Oh, okay. Time out. Just want to let you know I'm in charge here for right now. And I will call on the people. So we'll go over here, as they told me to. Yes. Yes. Uh, about a year or so ago, I had asked for prayer for a young man named Jordan Hur who had Hodgkin's lymphoma. And praise God, he is in remission right now, even before his last four treatments. So we thank God for his wonderful grace. And also for Julie Shirk, she is now in the nursing facility, and she is doing well with her therapy. So that's another praise. Thank you. Well, we will certainly um, pray for, for Jordan and for Julie, and, and glad that they're both doing, doing well. Uh, yes, ma'am. Yep. Three on Wednesday went well. Uh, he came home yesterday, and uh, now we just need prayers for healing. Thank you. Okay. Well, Joyce, we're glad uh, you're in. Maxon, your son, came home from surgery and that he's, he's doing well. Good. Amy. I, I'm just, oh. Is it on? Okay. Marcus turns 13 today. Marcus turns 13. Okay. Happy birthday, Marcus. Any other uh, prayer concerns from Zoom, Amy? Okay. Any other? Oh, don't. Oh, we got two more. Nick. Okay, one there. Adam, right. 
Okay, we're going to go here first with Adam. I want to thank everyone for their prayers uh, for my hip replacement. Everything is is going fine. Um, I had my checkup, and you know I've been released. It's good, so I'll have another one when a year comes up. But uh, also, um, this morning we were notified by our son Nathan that. Uh, the house next door to them was caught on fire at 5.30 this morning, and um, what we see is it's going to be a total loss. So uh, I'm sure that the whole community there in the neighborhood is uh, going to have a huge concern. Uh, I don't know about, other than the physical damage, I don't, I don't know about you know any people and everything, but uh, you know I think that they all need our prayers, and so absolutely pray for them. Thank absolutely. You. So, Layman, we're, we're glad you're doing well, and uh, we'll pray for that family who lost their home, um, certainly. Deb? Two, um, my cousin uh, down in Virginia, Coley, he had multiple heart, multiple uh, repairs on his heart. He had... Uh, aortic aneurysm, triple bypass, and aortic valve replacement. But he went, came through it fine, and he has the typical post-surgery things. But I'd like prayer for his healing and his family. Absolutely. And Janet McDonald uh, and was in the hospital again last week, and oh. she's home. But I haven't talked to her son yet, so I don't have any specifics. But she's going to have to start quarantine all over again. <sighs> okay. So... Well, we will certainly uh, thank you for that update on, on Janet um, because I was going to go see her this week and now I, it's quarantine all over again. So uh, pray for Janet um, and we'll pray for your cousin uh, down in um, West Virginia, Virginia, um, and hoping the heart, all of that stuff uh, heals. Um, also wanted to lift up a praise. Uh, Rob Valentine will be preaching next week here. Um, and so we're glad, we're glad to hear his testimony. Also, uh, so Bob, I don't know if this was a, a concern. Uh, Bob and I were at conference um, this week, national conference. Was it a concern or a praise or a little bit of both or... Yes. Well, it, we 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 had it. It was it was a some of it was good. Some of it was good. Yeah. Uh, but one of the things that Bob and I got to do is have uh, lunch with Jeffrey Shell. We have been praying for him uh, because he had had cancer. Uh, the good news is that he's finished his chemo and he's cancer-free as, as of right now. So uh, that had been three years of him going through that. So we wanted to pass that on uh, to you. Um, Jeffrey Schell, um this was his home church. And so he wanted to let you know. Any other prayer concerns or praises? If not, let us go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Lord, we come to you thanking you for all that you do. 
Every time that we get up in the morning and every time that we go to bed at night, you are there. There is no running from you. Wherever we go, you are there. If we're near or far, you are close by always, watching over us, guiding us through the power of your Holy Spirit. So Lord, thank you that we are never alone. Lord, we lift up those concerns and praises, those that have returned home from overseas, those who are celebrating new life, those that have returned from trips and those who are going on trips. Lord, we pray for safe travel. Lord, we praise you for answered prayer, those where cancer is in remission, those that are taking small steps from the hospital to rehab. We lift up those that are struggling, those that are still hurting, those that cry out to you, we lift them up. For those that do not see you, Lord, we ask your mercy upon them. For those who don't know their left from their right, Lord, we lift them up. And in all of this, we must be able to share the gospel. We must share in their struggles. You called us to love them as we love you. So Lord, hear our prayers. Hear our praises. For there is nothing we can do without you. So Lord, we remember the sacrifices of those who have gone ahead of us. We do pray for the protection of our men and women in the military. We pray for protection for our first responders. And we lift up this congregation to continue onward to you. To keep our focus on you, first and foremost. So Lord, hear us, guide us, And Lord, we pray all of this in Christ's most holy name who taught us to pray saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who sin against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Acts 17, verses 22 to 32. 
So Paul, standing before the council, addressed them as follows. Men of Athens, I notice that you are very religious in every way. For as I was walking along, I saw your many shrines, and one of your altars had this inscription on it, to an unknown God. This God whom you worship without knowing is the one I'm telling you about. He is the God who made the world and everything in it. Since he is Lord of heaven and earth, he doesn't live in man-made temples, and human hands can't serve his needs, for he has no needs. He himself gives life and breath to everything, and he satisfies every need. From one man he created all the nations throughout the whole earth. He decided beforehand when they should rise and fall, and he determined their boundaries. His purpose was for the nations to seek after God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him, though he is not far from any one of us. For in him we live and move and exist. As some of your own poets have said, we are his offspring. And since this is true, we shouldn't think of God as an idol designed by craftsmen from gold or silver or stone. God overlooked people's ignorance about these things in earlier times, but now he commands everyone everywhere to repent of their sins and turn to him. For he has set a day for judging the world with justice by the man he has appointed, and he proved to everyone who this is by raising him from the dead. When they heard Paul speak about the resurrection of the dead, some laughed in contempt, but others said, we want to hear about, more about this later.
Some years ago, uh, some missionaries by the name of Neil and Carol Anderson, they were from Spokane, Washington, and they decided to go to Papua New Guinea. And there they were headed to an isolated group. And these people didn't have a written language. So the Anderson decided to help them create an alphabet. And then they helped them with written words and then a dictionary. And then they taught them how to read. And then they started to translate the Bible. Now, for you and me, it, it's pretty easy. We, we know the Bible, we, we translate it, and sometimes into English we have to use different words because either in Hebrew or Greek, the English doesn't have a word to go along with it, so there's some uh, things that we, we change a little bit, not the message of God, but we change it just a little bit so that we can understand it. And so when they got to John 6, Jesus says, I'm the bread of life. Now for these people, they didn't understand the word bread. You and I would, it's, it's simple, we, we know that. But in their diet, they, they don't have bread. They wouldn't know what that meant. So guess what they had as a staple? Sweet potatoes. And so in that Bible, in that translation, it says, I am the sweet potato of life. Now you and I find that funny, but for them it made sense. If they didn't have bread and you said I'm the bread of life, what? it doesn't mean anything. It was the other thing, and there was another group in that the same area, um, islands, that I learned in one of the missionary uh, missions classes at seminary, when they were trying to translate the Bible and they came to the Lamb of God. And I think I've told you this. These people have never seen a lamb. They don't understand what, what does a lamb look like. But one thing they did have, and one of the animals they did respect, was a pig. So you know what they had to translate that into. Instead of the Lamb of God, it was the pig of God. And you and I would be kind of alarmed by that because we think of pig as, well, bacon. Um, I, I do. But for them, it was sacred. And so the whole idea is that we're not changing the meaning. We're changing it so that they would understand. And this is what Paul did in this scripture. So as Paul is going to Athens, he's taken a tour, as many of us would do, and he was looking at all the shrines and all of these wonderful things made out to all these gods, because that's what Greeks did. They, any god that was there, they would build a shrine to it, or... If they come upon a shrine that had maybe had been destroyed and they didn't know what that god was or goddess, they would actually rebuild it and say this is to the unknown god or the unknown goddess. That for some reason, they, 
They were kind of weird like that, but they, they didn't want to offend anyone, so they made these shrines. And so as Paul is going through and he's looking at these different shrines, he does come upon that one that says to the unknown God. And so as, the, as they always do, the, the leaders would get around daily and they would begin to talk about the new, newest ideas and they would share back and forth. Now, I have seen this actually in action. Uh, there's a Hardee's and McDonald's. There's a group of old men and every day... They would sit there, and they would talk. Have you ever seen a group of old men sitting, having coffee, talking, trying to figure out the world's problems? Yes, they would do that. Uh, they did, but they wouldn't tell anyone. Um, these, so these men always, they loved the new, newest ideas, and they would debate about them, and they would talk about them, they would... Some of them would disagree to disagree and they would argue, but they would come back the next day and they would do it again. And they would hear these new ideas. And, and so Paul decided, this is my opportunity. And so he goes to them and he says, you know that shrine that you have that says to the unknown God, let me tell you about him. He is the creator of the world. And we are dependent upon him. And he, Paul goes on that, that says that this God is, is seeking us. And, and as he seeks us, we need to seek him. This unknown God is now known. And could you imagine how they would argue back and forth? As Dawn had mentioned, some of them were really excited about this. They wanted to hear more. Others dismissed it. Not in a, in a bad way, but, you know, if, if something tickled their ears, they wanted to know more. There was a, a young pastor. He was at a small country church, and he had a visit from the elder, one of the elders, And he was kind of, the elder kind of seemed uncomfortable, but he said to the young person, he says, you quote too many different authors, and you need to focus on just quoting scripture. Let the Bible speak for itself. And the pastor obviously was taken back, and he, and he said, well, I'll pray and I'll think about it. And upon reflection, he remembered the New Testament was filled with quotations from non-Christian authors. And in instance, these authors would quote an illustrated point about the Christian life or about Jesus. So he compiled a list and shared it with the elder board, and he said, if Paul could do this, I can do it as well. And so he continued to do that. In fact, Paul does it in this, in this, the verses that we read. He talks about their poets in fact, in, in verse 28, For in him we live and move and exist. As some of your own poets have said, 
We are his offspring. So there are some times that we get into debates of what we can and cannot say. Sometimes we have to adjust something for a culture just so that we can get the message across. One of the, uh, one of the gentlemen, as we were talking about the amendments um, at National Conference, had said that the only thing that we need to preach is the Word of God. It's here, it's in Scripture, and, and yes, we agree, but there's sometimes that we have to adjust it for those that are around us. Not to take out the meaning, but maybe we need to adjust it a little bit. Also, during the accreditation on Friday, there are two pastors now that we have commission to do the unthinkable. Are you ready for this? They're going to do a motorcycle ministry. Can you believe that? They're going to hang out with people who ride motorcycles. I know. I, I, I was the same way. Can you believe that our EC pastors are going to get on a something as dangerous as a motorcycle and spread the gospel? I have, for 32 years, tried to get a motorcycle. I had one growing up, and my wife said to me last night, you'll shoot your eye out. I don't know how I would do that with a motorcycle, but but as we were talking, that is one of the things that I can relate to in the fire service, because I was a firefighter. I know what it's like to go into a burning building. I know what it's like to cut someone out of a car. I can relate to them because I've done it. These two men that are doing motorcycle ministries, there there is a need because there are times where people who ride motorcycles, they dress kind of rough. I mean, what would we do if one of the one of the pastors came in? In fact, I might invite him to come in. And he's going to come in in his biker gear, and you're going to be shocked. But here's the thing. Don't the bikers need the word of God? They do. And we're starting to see motorcycle ministries pop up. Those who felt like they couldn't come into the church, we actually went out to them. And there were, there were motorcycle rides and... There's a time to spread the gospel. In fact, there are some who are doing cowboy church. So I I was thinking uh, to do cowboy church, I would come in in jeans and boots and and a cowboy hat. Wouldn't that, would I fit in here? (laughs) Jenny, you're not doing anything, really. There, you might as well sit someplace else. <laughs> you know, I don't. But, he, but you do have something, Mike. Shouldn't everyone be accepted coming in, regardless of how they're dressed? You don't judge people how they look. 
I know. But hold on. Yeah, we've, we've, had, we've had some people who have come in. Um, we had someone two or three years ago came in by the name. I won't give his name. Um, he was going through some struggles, and um, the, his hygiene was not, not the best, but we welcomed him. And in that process, Rob and I got to know him and then tried to help him in that part of the hygiene of what's going on, how can we help you? Not saying you can't come in, but how can we help? But in order to do that, we actually had to get to know him. This is what we have been called to do. To go out and to preach the gospel. In fact, Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, I have become all things to all people that by all means I might save some. I do it all for the sake of the gospel. Now we have to be careful in doing that because there's the temptation of getting too far into something. For example, if we're going to help drug addicts, we're not going to take drugs, but we can start to learn about them, the process, how to get them help. Same thing with alcoholism. You don't start drinking with someone, you, but you open yourselves to them to start talking. What's the problem with alcoholism? Um, in fact, one of the things that I had to do in seminary is that I had to go to an AA meeting. And I think I've shared this with some of you. If you've never been to an AA meeting, it is incredible. And the reason is, is that as you come in, regardless of who, if it's your first day or your last day or you're visiting, they're glad to see you. I, I felt, first time I'd gone in, What's your name? Oh, you're Charles, and you're a pastor, and you're studying. Great, welcome. All of, all of the people that were there were recovering alcoholics. Someone was there for the first time. Someone was there, has been there for years. And they treated me like I had wanted to be treated, like a person. And that's how we need to do that. We need to be able to make the proclamation in this culture today, not to become the culture, but we have to reach them. When Paul is preaching about Jesus, Paul would be the ones who with with anyone who would sit down and have a meal with, to talk to them, have that relationship. But he doesn't become sin itself or doesn't indulge in that, but he does meet with them and talk with them. The woman who committed adultery when the people were ready to stone her, Jesus simply said, those without sin cast the first stone. But what does he say to the woman. This is where people kind of leave this out. Because people go, well, Jesus, 
you know, save the woman, yes. But as you know, what does he say to the woman? Go and sin no more. We forget that part of it. We are forgiven of our sins. But we have to make that relationship with people so that we can help them not sin. To share out of love. Are you today, think about this, are you secure in your relationship with God? That's going to be your question coming up. Are you comfortable in your relationship with God? Think about it for a moment. And if you're comfortable in your relationship with God, if you're praying with him and you're meeting one-on-one with him daily, and you are secure, your soul's secure, it's up in heaven, why don't you want to share that with others? Let's pray. Gracious Lord, we're secure. You have come, you have died for our sins, and that is something that as we have repented and rejoiced, that can never be taken away. But Lord, there are times where we have struggled, sometimes that we need intervention from you and from others to help us get back on the road. So Lord, help us when we have struggled. Help us when we have not had that relationship with others. Forgive us when we have not shared with them. Because we have something wonderful. Nothing can harm us. Nothing can harm our soul because of you. Don't we want to share that with others? Guide us, Lord, because the only way we can do that is through the power of the Holy Spirit that lives inside us. So, Lord, guide us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. One of the one of the things I've heard from a pastor one time, um, and uh, Layman, I think, I think we heard it at, when we were voting on the alcohol thing some years ago. I remember a pastor saying, well, in order for me to preach the gospel uh, to someone in a bar, I need to have a beer to do it. And I was like, no. I mean, what if the person had a beer? Okay, you're talking to them, but why do you have to have a beer? You can have a Diet Coke or iced tea or something like that. Again, we don't have to become what we're fighting, but we have to start somewhere, right? Yeah. I mean, were you going to? Correct, yes. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't mean that we... Again, if you're going to help someone with drugs, does that mean you have to get on drugs to do it? No. So we're secure in our relationship with God. We should be, all of us. So how come we don't want to share that with others? And it's hard. And, and, and guess what I did? You're going to be so happy. So... 
one of the days during, um, uh, it was Wednesday, uh, we were leaving conference, and I stopped by Cracker Barrel. Now, that's not what you need to be proud of me for. Um, man, it was good, too. I had the, the chicken fried chicken with, with the sawmill gravy and, and, and the biscuits. We're going to have to drive over there now because I'm, I'm, I'm hungry. Um, but there was a challenge given to us by Les Cool, who's a minister uh, of our denomination and he's in, uh, in charge of uh, the kingdom uh, building uh, block of our denomination. And he said, how you start a conversation is basically saying hello. And you know what? I did that. It has started raining and we, I was outside with someone and I said, wow, it's really pouring out there. And then we started a conversation. Very simple conversation and then it passed. But to start having that conversation and, and, I've, and I've started doing that with people. Just going, hi. And, and thinking of something that maybe they're interested in. For example, if we're... Um, if you're going to visit someone and you don't know anything about them, when you go in, into their room uh, in nursing homes, what's the first thing you normally do? Well, you say hi, but then you look around the room. Maybe there's some pictures. Uh, if you go into uh, Lloyd's uh, room, Lloyd has, Lloyd has pictures and you start asking about, oh, tell me about this picture. And you start that conversation. You look at something that they may be interested into, and then at some point, as you're getting to know them, you can start talking about your relationship with God. It is important that we share the gospel and at times use words, at times use action. Because as we found out today in our Sunday school lesson, God doesn't want anyone to, to perish. We were talking about Jonah and Nineveh, and Jonah goes reluctantly, but they repented. And God relented for a time the punishment because he was concerned about 120,000 people who couldn't tell their left from their right. And that's why I prayed it today. We have people who can't tell their left from their right, and we need to be with them. We need to talk to them. We need so that they would come to know the Lord. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Gracious Lord, we're secure, but Lord, sometimes we don't know the words. Sometimes we're afraid to offend. Sometimes we're frightened. So Lord, help us. Give us the courage and the wisdom through the power of the Holy Spirit. And Lord, we do pray that the Holy Spirit will guide us. Because Lord, some of us don't want to do this. And, and it's okay and it's honest, but Lord, through your Holy Spirit, we can. We can make the first Steps. We can say good morning. And then maybe the next time 
something a little bit more about the weather. Maybe then about relationships and family. And then through your power and your glory, we could share our faith. Because you do not want anyone to perish. And Lord, we have to know that as well. Because if we love you and and to love others, then Lord, you've already put it on our hearts. So help us, Lord, to share the gospel. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
Let us pray. Gracious Lord, as we leave here today, let us not forget the sacrifice, the sacrifice of our men and women in uniform and your sacrifice for forgiveness of our sins so that we have no fear of death. Guide us now. In Christ's name we pray, and all of God's people said, amen.